Welcome to the Blank Project Podcast, where we fill in the blank with whatever you want, whatever you need, wherever you are. No expectations or judgments. I am your host, Aspen, aka AG, because it makes me sound cooler. And I am so excited for today's episode. Um, I couldn't tell you what this man enjoys more being a father or being challenged creatively, birthing some of the best work I have seen. And I legitimately have four eyes, so you should trust me more than anyone because I can see way better than the rest of y'all. Uh, Dame Lane is probably a native from the Lou. Some know him as a content curator, a di- creative director, and all-around unmatched creative because of how he challenges himself as a freelance graphic designer under his company, Good Omen Studio. However, the title I believe he enjoys the most is Girl Dad. As he establishes his personal definition of fatherhood and what it means to be creative, I'm excited to speak with Dame, and hopefully you all can learn and grow from his wisdom. Welcome, Dame, to the show. I'm gonna need you to write my eulogy. You know, my <laughs> I need all that. That was amazing. <laughs> Appreciate that. Literally, my favorite part is writing the introductions. Like <laughs> that was dope. I know you. Once you finish, you drop your pen. You like, yeah, yeah, I did this. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man! But thank I'm you so for excited. having me. Thank I'm you. so excited. So, um. The only thing that I have ever known that you've been doing is like graphic designing. But like, I don't, your academic, like your degree is not like in that realm, yes or no? No. So Um, how did you, how did you get, how how did we get into graphic designing? So I would say I've always been a creative person. Like my, mm-hmm. I, I grew up watching my brother draw. And then so naturally I would want to draw as well. And so I think even like in the elementary school, people would know me as somebody that used to draw or I'd be with friends that used to draw, things like that. Um, as I get older, you know, I grew up in a computer age. And so I started spending a lot more time on the computer and so um, at some point, I would say in high school is when I really started doing graphic design. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just started working on a blog that I had, uh, a music blog. And so I wanted to learn how to make my own ads or at least look like I had real ads on my <laughs> Blogspot website. And so I, I, um, I just started um, looking up how to create certain things. And so I found out uh, there's tutorials on Photoshop and how to do things. So I would be like, how do I remove the background? I just search that on YouTube, look at a video for two minutes, and then boom, I'll go into Photoshop. Mind you, uh, I definitely was like a software pirate. So I got a crack version of Photoshop. And so I was about to say, you're in high school. Who's Who can afford? School, yeah, because this was expensive. And I think at this time you had to, by the application, there wasn't no mm-hmm. monthly subscription, which it is now, and that's another story. But um, so yeah, I, I got a cracked version because I was I was downloading music at that time, you know, yeah, uh, what's uh, what's LimeWire? 
Limewire, so yes. I felt like I was a you know a hacker already. So yep. So anyway, um, I was learning how to use Photoshop just by watching YouTube. So uh, you know, maintaining a website every day, learning how to do HTML. I just started to do it more, and um, that's something that kind of started catching other people's eye. Um, and mind you, this is when like Twitter is really, you know, getting going. Instagram is right. still pretty young. Um, I started doing mixtape covers for a couple of local artists in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I would do that throughout high school, maintain my website. And then I get to Baylor. At Baylor, I, um, I would do like uh, just flyers for s- certain events, t-shirt designs for student clubs and things like that. And so this was one of the streams of income I started to notice as a, you know, broke college student. So I'm like, yep. well, shoot, if I ever need something, I can just say, hey, who need a design? Who need a logo? And then I got like $50. So now I got groceries. Mm-hmm. I can go buy them shoes for the party next weekend, you know? <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, it, it was a healthy way for me to make money. Now I was also working maybe three other jobs because right. I'm uh, I'm pretty much by my, not by myself, but I had to you know go out there and get it my own. And so it was just another way for me to make money and actually survive uh, college. So I uh, it wasn't really until junior senior year that I was like, okay, maybe I should take this a little serious and a little mm-hmm. more structured so um throughout college i started releasing different t-shirt designs that people enjoy uh i i would do some for like uh dia you know mm-hmm. the school holiday so i would make tank tops for that so that was i think that's really how i kind of got out a little more uh people would see that design and so yeah from there i continue to uh, look at ways how I can continue to learn the craft and just get be- better. Um, so let me go back to the beginning. So as I was always a creative person, I came to Baylor as an architecture major. And um, Wait, they had they, that major at Baylor? <laughs> they had it. They had it. So my freshman year, I came in as architecture, and then I go in for my academic advisement second semester. Mm-hmm. and they're like oh we got rid of the program i was like y'all not gonna send out an email or nothing like but they just literally, know. <laughs> yeah it was it was on a brochure and everything and then i'm you know trying to select my classes and they're like oh well you can still take drawing but we don't have architecture anymore so i'm like well okay um yeah so i'm out of state and yeah. they and I'm like, well, I ain't trying to go back home. I ain't trying to even go to another university. So I ended up changing my major to international studies. And I had a mm-hmm. French minor because I had always, um, always liked culture and working with other people. Um, but that wasn't necessarily a career focus at the time. So, but mm-hmm. during that change, um, I continued to do political, well, political science with international studies. And I was at the time going to at least thinking I was going to law school, boy, was I wrong. Uh, so <laughs> that didn't work out, but I, I graduated nonetheless, and I was um, like first in my family to graduate from college. And so- Congratulations. Thank you, appreciate it. And so um, my mom, she went to college eventually too, but uh, I was the first coming straight from high school and all that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So um, that was pretty big. And so I was honestly happy that I was even just graduating, even though I didn't necessarily have a career focus focus mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but um, so at, at that time, one of my three jobs was working at the, I feel like I'm, I'm drawing this no, out. No, you're good. But um, one of the jobs I had was working at apartments around Waco. Mm-hmm. And so I was working at um, an apartment not too uh, close to campus and I had learned about a uh, education position it was a volunteer position with AmeriCorps um, that they were starting a program at Baylor and mm-hmm. so this was a program for first generation college students right and it's a it's a year of service that you do with AmeriCorps and yeah. after that year of service they either give you a um, education stipend or um a scholarship if you plan on continuing education. So I, I got that position because I wanted to work with first generation students. And I was like, well, you know, education is always there. So I did that position, did that for a year, moved to San Antonio, where I worked in a high school as a tutor and a mentor for uh, roughly about six months. Um, at that time, I met my wife, and then we moved to Fort Worth for two years. Mm-hmm. I worked in a, a middle school there as a college and career readiness coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some things changed. We got some job offers, moved back to San Antonio, where I now work at a university in, in admissions. And yeah. so I've been there for uh, about two years. And so, yeah, that's where I'm currently at. Um, in between all that education, I continue to do graphic design mm-hmm. and sticking with it. That's how I came up to what is now Good Open Studio. Okay. Uh, I need to know what people hear Good Omen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many people ask questions behind why names happen the way they do, but I always ask questions. Yes. <laughs> my names are my even my the names that our parents gave my siblings and I were so intentional. I was like, oh yeah, everybody names things on purpose, right? So what's the meaning behind your the name Good Omen? Yeah, so I, I would say first, like I've gone by the, my company brand, I've gone by many names and mm-hmm. I've always never been satisfied with the name because I wanted it to mean something right? or I wanted it to be um, brandable. You know, mm-hmm. people would catch on and actually know what it means. And I was never satisfied. So Good Omen actually comes from uh, basically my name. So I got my name from the movie The Omen. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom, she she named me after that. She didn't really like how the name was spelled in the movie, which was D-A-M-I-E-N. Mm-hmm. So she changed it to D-A-M-I-A-N. Mm-hmm. And um so I wanted the brand to be a reflection of myself. And so uh, the omen is associated with the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, eh, I'm not really, you know, my name's <laughs> Damien, but I, I ain't really with, with that. And so uh, I wanted I wanted a good omen to actually be a reflection of all the good things that, um, well, first of all, an omen is like something that is like a, like a black cat, you see a black cat yeah. walk past, that means bad luck. You walk under a ladder, you got bad luck, break a glass, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I want a good omen to reflect all the good things in life. 
And one of those good things that I uh, consider would be creativity. Mm-hmm. And so Good Owner Studio, that's just basically a, a combination of my name, uh, the meaning of omen, and just trying to uh, reverse the definition of that. So yeah, yeah. that's and then and I know other people that were like good omen, like like old man. I was like, no, just no. good omen. Uh, so really, that that's pretty much the story behind it. I just it was just finally something that I liked and it stuck with, and people were saying it. So I was like, well, I guess they like it. So I just stuck with it. I mean, it's a it's a good name and it's a it's an eye catcher. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done everything you know, under Good Omen from graphic designing for other organizations, brands and magazines, your like shirts, hats, uh, freaking everything. I don't know. You could have freaking did one for a mattress and we just don't even know. Um, (laughs) Is there like, you know, there are all these different avenues in which you've created for others and yourself and different products. So is there one you like more, like the most, or do they all mean something different to you? So you enjoy them all, but from a different perspective. Um, everything has always been a, a, a good experience as far mm-hmm. as creativity. Like it's, I've always, I think most people come to me because they just want to see uh, what idea I have like they'll mm-hmm. tell me theirs and I'll just think of a way that if that was mine how I would make it look yeah um, and so I I don't know per se what has always been my favorite I just really enjoy being able to uh, get a reaction out of somebody where mm-hmm. they're like oh my god that is so great and uh, I think that really came from um dealing with people in the music industry like they Mm -hmm. just have an idea and or they have an have a vision and then me being able to actually produce their vision or even go outside their uh scope and be able to produce something for them um i think i really enjoyed that aspect of it um i also did photography as well so i was i was really all you sure did you sure did so and but that's because my real true love at that time I wanted to do uh film and mm-hmm. so I, I love doing videography um and then I, I was just good with a camera I guess I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you how to work a camera a day in my life like I just I see a, a certain you know scene or whatever and yeah it click and I just produce something dope not you flexing on your creativity <laughs> like this to be like you know i just look at the camera the camera look at me we have each other in our hands and we produce magic you we know make, what i'm saying make music yeah that's what it is okay so this is a question that i'm supposed to ask from og because he is a huge fan of you so he says <clears throat> i'm gonna try and like say it like he says it oh well he creates all these things and he puts them out. And then as soon as he puts them out, he created something else. So how does he know when it's time to release that thing? And then how does he know when it's time to pull back? <laughs> okay, okay, OG. So this is how that goes. Like, 
most times I have so when I'm not doing freelance work for other people mm-hmm. like I'll, I always have ideas in my head yeah and at some point I just have to get them out and so it'll be just like I got how much time I got I got an hour that me try to knock out what I can and in me trying to cram all that in the free time I have I'm able to challenge myself and just just create something and so I'll put that out and then I'll be like wait I have another idea and it's just ideas pop up in my head and yeah that's pretty much it well like when I'm post on online like I'm either I either just completed a project with somebody Mm -hmm. and now I'm like okay I'm tired of doing work for other people let me do something for myself creatively right and so that would be some of the stuff I post after that and I'm just able to you know uh, be able to post something um, frequently but it's mm-hmm. al- it's always sometimes spare the moment I would say yeah that's that's pretty amazing no my dad is like if there was an e-board for your fan club he <laughs> surely would be the president like there's like you can almost do no wrong in his eyes it's like he's just so creative he just comes out of everything and he just sees something off a bank canvas like he'll go on a full rant about your creativity and I'm just like he, I know, I know him, not not you. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm friends to everybody. But I, I would say, I would say from my creativity, I'm just really inspired by everything I see. So like I could be watching TV or I can be um, you know, reading a magazine or something, and I'm gonna be trying to figure out, okay, what's this font? Or how did they get their, how did they do their picture like that or how did they make this graphic and then I'm gonna and I take that um I take all these things that I visually see and I'll try to just recreate it myself right so yeah just just being exposed to a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and I I also think I get that from being an international studies major like I'm I'm wanting to learn more about other people other than myself I wanted to learn more about other creators and how they do things and how I can do those things. So um, I would say I'm a jack jack of all trades as far as when it comes to mm-hmm. creativity. That's why I can do photography, videography, all that. But uh, I would say my skill, my gift has been graphic design. Okay, so you love the creative process. What You love the challenge. What Okay, so how has all of your, pro- how has that process changed a little bit um, for you becoming a dad? Yeah, so um, so it's really kind of my motivation of moving forward. So with dealing with COVID, I was, you know, still working at the university. Mm-hmm. And even though uh, some most times my director, he would be cool with us working remotely, there mm-hmm. were still days that I had to be in the office. Mm-hmm. And so really, I just wanted to be more available for my family, my wife, my daughter. And that's why I've been pursuing to be more full time with graphic design versus uh, pretty much having uh, limitations to having to be in the office or right. having a certain schedule that someone else is telling me what to do with my time. And so with uh, graphic design, with being a freelancer, being a creative I'm able to kind of make my own schedule, be able to work in my own will. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm able to set my own prices. Um, so I can, I, I don't have a limitation on how much money I can make. It's all up to me and my lo- workload. 
And so right. with that being said, like, again, I want to be available for my daughter. This is a skill that I've always had and I've been able to make my own money. And so I would love to kind of teach either this work ethic or this skill to my daughter so that she too would be able to be in a position to be self-efficient where in college she won't have to, um, you know, do anything crazy or have to depend on anybody else. She can, she has this skill, she has this knowledge where she can make her own money and be able to take care of herself. So that's, that's truly my main motivation right now is to make her, you know, help her mold her into her own sufficient machine. It's like I don't baby know if you can hear her screaming right baby now. Geo. It's baby Geo, baby Geo, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, she uh so I, I did work with a uh, a magazine called Pop Out um, mm-hmm. as their graphic designer. And they they loved her so much and they started calling her baby pop. Um because oh, that's so we, all, cute. Yeah, <laughs> we all had like pop in our name, but yeah, uh, they call her baby pop. So that is so precious shout out to baby pop so you do have like your full-time career you're trying to allow good omen to now be your full-time your husband your father um how do you balance both do we actually have a balance or is it like trial by error you just kind of see how things go week by week like um like I've, i've always been as you know you know working in college and still going mm-hmm. full time mm-hmm. I've always been able to multitask and get what I need to do or get done what I need it done and so if I'm, I'm I go do my eight nine to five I'm in the office if I got some downtime I brought my laptop so I'm, I'm doing graphic design when I have I don't have no calls to make for no emails to do so I'm doing right. I'm finishing up a design at that point on lunch I'm doing some you know some work if I need to. Then when I get home, I make sure family straight, cook dinner if I need to, clean up. By that time, it's about eight or nine. Baby should be in bed. After that, I'm going to do some more work. So it's just taking advantage of the time that I have and being able to produce as much as I can so that I can get more jobs in, you know, and be able to keep the machine going. Okay, baby pop. Okay. It's like putting the fire under Papa Pop. Okay, that's, that's what it is, and and we're also, uh, you know, about to be prepared to move, and so I'm trying to make sure we got funds, everything to we need, be able yeah, to move, yeah, so we don't have to worry about it. Um, so yeah, it, it's and that's that's why I say everyone should have a skill where they can make their own money, right? Because um, it's right now I can I can put up a post now just saying I'm, I'm ready to take on some new work and um thank thankfully i'll probably have someone that needs something done and so that's money i know is coming i just need to do my part right okay so um you have this beautiful baby <laughs> just so precious what's the biggest lesson that you've learned becoming a father mm. i don't know if i learned it yet I'm like I'm still learning. <laughs> You're still young. You're still young. I'm, oh man! So she she'll be two in January, and I've always said that every birth, every each of her birthdays would be like a a progress report of myself. Mm-hmm. So how have I helped her grow? How have I better understand? Honestly, 
Hold on, say your question again, and I think okay. I have the Okay, 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 okay. What's the biggest lesson you've learned becoming a father? People be needed fathers. Like, it, it makes a difference, for mm -hmm. sure. Like, having that father figure, um, it's, it's important. And I have more respect for, like, my parents going mm -hmm. through or, you know, experiencing it myself. I have, um, I've always had respect, but I have even more respect for like single mothers. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't understand how you, you can do it alone. Yeah. And it's two of us here and it's, it's still a struggle sometimes. Right. And so I've, I've become more understanding of people and why they do certain things and the sacrifices they're making. And so in that uh, realization, I'm able to know that there's going to be at points where I need to do things that are uncomfortable to me. Yeah. But that's because someone else is dependent on me. Um, so, yeah, I'm just a little more understanding. And I'm my favorite thing is just being able to see her grow and learn. Mm -hmm. um, and she's, like, really bright. She loves singing. She loves uh, trolls. So she knows all these songs. And just seeing her um, just be able to retain things and all that information is really great, knowing that. There's more to come. Uh, did you always know that you wanted to be a part of the fatherhood crew? Like, did you did you know? Like, oh yeah, I, I definitely wanted to be a father. Like, if I didn't do nothing else in life, I wanted to be a dad. Like, I, I feel like my whole demeanor is very dad like. I even mm -hmm. had, you know, um, at one point in college, like I, I was that old head, and I was helping, you know, underclassmen just you were, you know, maneuver uh Baylor or just college in general and so a few of them called me dad Still. they did you are you're papa you're you're papa dad I'm like that <laughs> but is that's, but that's because I had um I, I would chalk that up to my dad like it was he's always instilling in me to be able to be there for people and be able to help when I can mm -hmm. and so I just saw that growing up and yeah I was I, was, uh, I had a great father figure Okay. Father figures. So, I had a lot of uh, um, respectable men in my life, but I always had my dad for sure. Yeah. So. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Shout out to dads. Sure. <laughs> we all know I'm a big fan of mine. <laughs> too, too. Can't wait. I can't wait to see him. He is just like, whenever he's in town, or we could be in the same city that he's in, we can make it happy. You just got to let me know. Um, I really got to stop using that as his voice because he just does sound like I'm pretty that. sure that's, that's, I was about to say, that's pretty, I'm pretty sure that's not his voice. Not at all. Um, if the opportunity comes to be a dad again, right, um, are there any things you're thinking about now as you're raising your daughter that um, your next blessing, you'll probably be like, oh, I may want to do this thing a little differently. Yeah. Not, um, I would say I just want to make sure I'm available. Like I want to, I just want to be there mm -hmm. as far as like, um, like I don't want uh, everything to fall on my wife, mm -hmm. even though like, you know, traditionally the wife is supposed to be at home with the baby yes. and all that. I just want to make sure um, at least with the first pregnancy I you know, I'm, I'm still young, so I'm not really sure what I need to be doing or yeah. where I'm needed, where I need to be, uh, you know, helping out at. 
And so I just want to be more aware going into the second child, mm-hmm. um, how I can be able to help her out better. Because uh, she's strong. And so she oftentimes won't even, you know, let me know or she'll try to just do things by herself. Right. But I'm right here. Like, just tell me. But Not you, as getting married you gotta, and you still trying to. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to have a talk with her. <laughs> well, no, just I just want to be more available and more aware of how I can help out, um, you know, around. I love nah, that. I ain't folding no clothes or nothing. But not you, not folding no clothes. I can't do it, man. It's you need to get. Up. You gotta get that thing that they have on Big Bang Theory in Sheldon. He has like that folding thing where he just puts Ooh. the clothes out and but it just bloop, 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 bloop. I did it. I use it for my business, but for my own clothes. I mean, I'm, I, I'm just a guy, I guess. Like, I know where I know where stuff is, even yep. when it's not folded. Right. So it's it's my like, this is pointless to fold it. Exactly. I already know where it is. No, like, I, I feel the same way about making my bed, but that's another story. Uh uh-uh. uh Not with the wife you have. You're not making your bed. Well, she, yeah, she she make it. She take care of that. <laughs> You got to push or pull, give or take. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to um, for the year 2022 in your space as a business man and with fatherhood? So as a business, I'm I'm looking to be full-time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't see myself, at least I don't see myself in education going into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um I either want to be working with a company as their graphic designer or being able to operate my own or being able to uh, work with a team of people independently and be able to, uh, you know, do projects together. And I'm, I'm actually working with a lot of good people out in Dallas, out in L.A. So I do see that it's possible. I just need to continue to be able to do what I do and be mm-hmm. able to learn and maintain um, and that really goes into, uh, I would say, a good aspect of fatherhood is being able to manage money. So mm-hmm. um, I need to do a better uh, job with that. And I think I'll be able to get to where I want to go if I'm mindful of my finances. So 2022, we, we take care of the checkbook. Get paid, young. Get paid. Oh, ripped off. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. R.I.P. Dolph, um, God dog. So, what about fatherhood? That's, that's, that's crazy too. Like, <laughs> I know because we're thinking we're talking about fatherhood and yeah. oof, man. And me and my wife, we just had that discussion. She was like, because she loves sweets, so I'm like, yeah, damn. What if I was, you know, and it's and that's crazy that that's that's a reality. Like, mm-hmm. you, someone else can take you away from the people that you love for no reason. And now they have to, their life is changed because of a poor yeah. decision. Right. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for fatherhood going into 2022, uh, I'm really looking to help her explore things that she likes. And mm-hmm. so we're going to start looking into sports because, um, again, she'll be two. Um, so we need something to uh, take away all her energy. So sports, uh, swimming, something like that. Um, as I said, she does love singing, so just looking for ways to help her pull out her talents or things that she likes. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. 
I love going to my niece's swim classes. They are so funny to me. Look, I'm about to sign up because I'm trying to learn how to swim. But Yeah, because your baby cannot know how to swim before you do. Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, like, I think I don't really know how to ride a bike. Um, But listen, people have been saying that for years. I say I have a driver's license. I know how to work the, but I know how to work the public transportation system. I know how to do all of that. Like biking, it's just, and I can walk. I'm able-bodied. I'm a, you know, so I just don't really be thinking about those things. But, you know, if things change and I feel differently about becoming a mom, I'm probably going to want to learn how to ride a bike because I'd be daggum if these kids <laughs> know how to ride a bike before me. Like it will actually how you gonna chase them if you ain't got no bike. No. Exactly. Exactly. Cause I'm not about to use my good gas to come <laughs> chase them down because they speed racing on these bikes and I just or I'm too old to have the little tricycle little wheels hey, on the back. You gotta start somewhere. I got to start somewhere. Oh, my gosh. I'm just thinking about it right now, how embarrassing it is. And everybody else can pretty much ride a bike but me. That's okay. We'll but I'm way. I'm a better swimmer than a lot of my family. Okay. So, you, so, you know, give and take. I got to give and take it. <laughs> um, so the podcast is called The Blank Project because it's an opportunity to fill in the blank with whatever we need or want wherever we are in life. If you could fill that blank space for yourself, what would you fill it up with? I fill it up with family. Um, I think that has always been important to me. Um, it's really my main motivation. I've always been someone who thought about like legacy, uh, what my ancestors have done for me. And so I just want to be a, a healthy addition to that lineage and being Mm -hmm. able to be there for my family being able to keep that family name going and um yeah that's this just family well i just wanted to let you know that's all you have in the end but i just wanted to let you know um quietly observing your progression to where you are now has been one of my greatest joys personally and professionally it has been quite amazing to be like freshman year freshman year aspen before i was ag before i was ghost knew who you were (laughs) and somehow i was just just honestly just surviving and it's just so what i thought was right so and we've just been able to stay in each other's lives for so, so many years. And I'm just grateful for your existence. Um, and I'm very proud of you. City, I yes. hate that we're not in the same city, but you know, I'm always trying to move somewhere else. As soon as God gives me permission, I'll be packed up and ready it's, to go. <laughs> it's coming. So just be ready. That's what we'll I'll see. say. Just, just be ready for that opportunity. So. Okay, so if somebody's interested and in, you know, seeing what your work looks like, so on and so forth, where they gonna find you? How they gonna hire you? How they gonna help build the yes. legacy? So, so baby first, pop can be creative too. <laughs> I first have to plug in um, the website. So my official yep. uh, business website is goodomen.studio. So you can, if all 
business inquiries can go there. Um, or you can just follow me on Instagram at goodomen, G-O-O-D-O-M-E-N, Dame, D-A-M-E. Uh, you can find me there and then you'll be able to access my Good Omen Studio I, uh, IG page as well. Uh, and you can see baby pop on there. Yeah, even though y'all don't deserve, I feel I some don't. type of way. I, I know, like people, regular people do not deserve to see Look, how precious she is. I, I, I post her to motivate my, my friends to, one, find someone that they can produce with. Yeah. And by doing that, you're going to find true love. Mm. True love comes offspring. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to help my friends make better decisions and think about <laughs> And I also meet other people with kids so that I can go out and do things and have do friends. You, do yeah. things? Ty- are you that type of person that sticks out those like groups? It'd be like, dad's walking in the so-and-so city and be like, oh, okay, I'm a dad that can walk. I'm gonna bring this so- like the stroller oh, out. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, me and her, we be going all over the place. Like we, we go, um, like last week, uh, we went to watch the Baylor game together. And so we mm-hmm. chilling. She eating her fries, watching Trolls. I'm watching the game. So uh, we'll go grocery shopping. And I used to be afraid to do that. Like, I used to be afraid of being <laughs> a Black man with a child by yeah. himself. Like, I, yeah. I felt like it was just too much attention on me. Mm-hmm. Um which is weird. I, I don't know why, but yeah, I, I used to be afraid or I didn't think I was ready or I would just not be prepared or something. But yeah. the more I do it, the more comfortable I am. Um, and she's cool too. So as long as I know yeah, I she's cool too. Happen to <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, it's just that thought of people be crazy out here. They and do be crazy out here. If they want to try me today, it'll be their last day. And that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but nah, it's it's been good. It's overall the experience has been easier than I thought, but not easy to where everybody can do it or should do it. Right. It's definitely you you definitely have to be someone tailored to want to be a father and want to be husband and actually um, you know do what you want to do or do what you need to do in those positions so it's easy because it's more like confirmation that you're doing exactly what you you feel you were essentially like i'm not i'm not trying to run away from it or anything i take Mm -hmm. the i take the lessons and learn from them uh and i i know again over it's it's my responsibility like yeah i I need to be somebody's dad and so (laughs) i can't just spend all my money uh playing video games or you know on miscellaneous things like my baby needs some diapers <laughs> so <laughs> if she needs diapers whatever plans i have with this 40 dollars is going to her or, right or my wife oh, so. diapers are expensive wow uh, what and she, she go through them, like five <laughs> a day or in the morning what no that's that's another story Fine, okay i hold it on if we, when you have a finance class or episode and you want to talk about budgeting, I got you. Because <laughs> wipes, clothes, don't get me started on clothes. She growing out of her clothes. Like, well, she wearing one time, next month they're small. 
shoes. But I don't I don't mind buying shoes because I want her to be a sneakerhead. So Oh, it's the daggum shirts and pants. <laughs> yeah, them pants. Like she don't, she'll be wearing capris. Yeah, she. she you gonna have to teach her how to cuff the pants, like when you grow out of them, and you just mm-hmm. cuff them at the bottom, and then it makes and it look like it's stylish. It's, it's the style. It's the style. Baby. It's the style. That's exactly why I like always cuff my pants now because I would <laughs> always like have them and I'd be too tall. I'm like, I'm not about to ask my parents to buy me no more pants, so mm-hmm. I just cuff them. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, thankfully we have uh, grandparents that uh, love her, and so they're always buying things for us mm-hmm. uh, on both sides, and I love that as well. So she's uh, she's able to see um, she's able to see me and her mother together. She's able to see my parents together and uh, my wife's parents together. So uh, that that had always been a good thing or a big thing for me and my wife is making sure she sees a healthy relationship. And with her seeing this healthy relationship, we're going to have a healthy relationship. And so right. all these things are in a in an ecosystem together. Right. As I'm becoming a better husband, I'll be a better uh, father. As I'm being a better father, I'll be a better son, blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, so, yeah. that's so amazing. You got any more last minute gems? I don't want to stop you, know, you if you're gonna drop to, nothing else. We might have you... to start a podcast together or something. I, I got a lot to say. Not you got a lot. Like of, not can... you got something to say. I feel like I, I can something help to say. <laughs> Am I Andre three thousand? <laughs> okay, so no, I, I I do um, I did appreciate you coming to me to do this because not too many people. I mean, people know me, but they don't really know me. Right. Which I like. I like it that way. Um, but not you uh, out I here trying think. to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, just people, as you said, people be watching you, and um, I guess they just you know want to learn more about yeah. why certain people do certain things or how they get into things. And I just want to. I'm, I'm now at a point where I do want to speak more and be in front of people and let them. Wow. Letting them hear from your boy. Big tings. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that how long that lasts. Because I, I don't know if I'm an introvert or not. Because people that know me, like yeah. they know Dane. But yeah. um, they first off they'll know that I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. I got this book a couple of years ago and it was called Quiet and it was about the complexities of introversion and how as society, we believe that it's people are standoffish, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. blah. But in actuality, it is simply um, introverts, um, va- their values on communication and how they participate within community are a little different. And so it really helped me change my my perspective on myself as an introvert and kind of grow past like maybe being an introvert is negative um but also I was able to fully lean into that and I think that is when I was like man I got these science degrees but I could be creative you know I got things in my head that I'm doing like I'm smart beyond the research that I'm reading or that I'm writing and things like that so uh, you know it doesn't really matter yeah Everybody has these skills. They just have to get them exposed. And yep, and you... tap, tap, tap in. I just, I've actually never heard that song in its entirety ever in my life. It's okay. <laughs> okay. 
I just found out how to say her name, sweetie. It's not so weedy. It's not, apparently. So. Well, why'd you put the A there? Exactly. You know these kids, these what are they? What maybe she's about the same age as me, so let me stop. Unless <laughs> you're trying to age yourself. No, I thought she was closer to my age. She might be. I don't know. She's definitely in the middle between my age and your age. For sure. So she technically still appears. <laughs> She's a unique individual. But speaking of creativity, she's a very creative individual. Super creative. Very. And she, apparently, she she was in college and all her professors were like, you're going to be in your bag. And she was like, bag, here I am. <laughs> Prada. Oh, yeah. Gucci, Gucci, Louis, Louis, Fendi, Fendi, Prada. Oh, you want to stop now? We can no, stop now. We can keep going. I don't even know. I'm, I'm away from my wife and kids right now. They're doing wow. something. Wow. They're probably having fun. They're watching Bluey. That's, that's Bluey. So if there's people Mom. out there and they want to <laughs> donate to the Christmas fun and her birthday <laughs> fun, she likes Bluey. Okay. No. You're going to have to take that. On. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you. Big ups. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to be back again. She's dancing right now. I don't know if this will make the episode. No, it will not. Nobody will ever see me dance. Because I, I dance like I've a recording. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately dance like a white woman. <laughs> Why, 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 why